you are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Austin, and I'm joined by Michael. Hello. And we do have a guest this <clears throat> evening. We have Joey. Hello, everyone. How are we doing today? We're, we're doing very well. And we're very excited to have you join us for this episode because I think that you... Um, I think you have some really cool personal information to share uh, along the topic of our, of our episode tonight. And I guess if we had a topic for this episode, it would probably be um, kind of the, the journey that a lot of people take from Christianity, uh, you know, leaving that organized faith and then moving more into the realm of alternative spirituality slash paganism. Um, mm. <clears throat> so along those lines um so joey can you tell us a little bit about your spiritual slash religious background yes um before i get into it just want to say io hecate uh because she okay. is awesome <laughs> and how do i want to do this Oof. so basically when i was 14 years old we had a um pastor friend Mm -hmm. we were kind of in a bit of a rough spot financially and so we ended up having to live in the house because his wife had an accident and so they actually just built a whole new house for her to have her wheelchair in oh. that was kind of cool okay but um we ended up moving into the house that they used to have because he's like i'll oh, just live there well he's a he's a pastor but he's like one of those like fire and brimstone but somehow also pentecostal oh. if that makes sense yeah it was interesting he said he could talk to god when I asked him at 14 years old, what did God sound like? He said, big. Hmm. I'm like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> but <All> now, right. <laughs> right? Right. What, what do you big. mean? Big. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Big. I was like, I, I, was, I, think I can re relate to that with some, with some of the deities that, that I've worked with over the years. I, I could see where that could be a valid descriptor. So, <laughs> I, just, okay. I just have like, what does God sound like? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, like, God, yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, essentially. Share your scriptures. I was, I was, yeah, no, I was thinking that when he was going to like tell me what he sounded like, I was like, he had a little bit of lisp. He was slightly oh. gay. He's like, hey, uh, I'm Jesus. Yeah, I was going to say, pro probably not from a Pentecostal uh, pastor, no. No, uh, no, no, no. But um, so. The conversation that I actually had with him, and it was one that I still remember to this day, um, he had looked at, we were talking about something totally different, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, Joey, I have a message from you from God. And I said, okay, what does Big Daddy say? And he said, in hell, the door only swings one way, and that's in and not out. And that's, let me tell you, from having grew up with like comic books and things like Spawn and Supernatural was becoming a thing back then, like the show. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you learn to think that hell is like, a, oh, just come and go. Or it's, it's not as bad. Sure, people are getting tortured, but like, it's, it's okay. It's chill. Like Lucifer's there, you know, like from the show. He's cool. <laughs> I mean, if I saw him, I'd probably think that too. But no, um, I don't know what I could tell you that scared me about it so bad, but it absolutely sent me running to the closest church. And at the time, I was doing martial arts, mm -hmm. and our martial arts instructor went to a particular church that he would, quote, advertise, quote, all the time. 
and I ran there. It was like the largest congregation in our city because most of the founders of that church were like big names in our city. Okay. And so um, when uh, I got there, you know, I started making friends, started learning about Jesus. It was pretty cool. But what really got me going was uh, the book of Acts. The book of Acts, um, obviously, it's about the spread of the church, right? Yes. And so when you're reading it, these people are doing things that, like, you're told on Sunday, you can do those too, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're raising people from the dead. They're healing the sick. They're cleansing the leper. They're opening the eyes of the blind. They're literally doing these things. And you hear from the pulpit, oh, we are the modern day book of Acts. But yet none of that was happening. Mm-hmm. So I started searching and I actually landed at a different Pentecostal church uh, because they had the largest youth group in the city. They had almost 200 kids, and that was no small feat for a small town. That was big. Yeah. And the majority of them were actually goths, like trip pants, chain wearing, fingernails black with the fishnets up the arms. Hmm. We love the devil, goths. Sounds like my kind like, of that, 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 it was The youth pastor wore trip pants, and it was a woman. Of all things, <gasps> the shock and the scandal, woman. Right? This actually, no. sounds like a fairly progressive church, but <laughs> it's a progressive church in that it um, progressive in that oh, we'll let women be pastors, but not progressive in that they love the gays. Yeah, because that's what happened to me, uh, as one does in high school. You catch the gay, you know. It's like a flu. You just achoo. I have the gay now. Okay. <laughs> no, I um, I promise this all has to relate to each other. Um, I, I ended up meeting the first openly gay uh, person in that congregation. Uh, he was 18 and I was 16. So there wasn't a much of an age gap, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I intended only to just be his friend. What happened was a wild summer of romance, and I fell in love with him. Um, All the while being told, again, from the pulpit that that is sin, right? That is so sinful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm over here um, feeling the feels and getting the stirrings and obviously in love with this human being. And trying to reconcile why would God say that this is wrong? When it feels so good. Yeah. So um, I ended up, and this is the, this is where the decision, the fork in the road, okay, of my life. I was so scared because, again, the door to hell only swings one way, right? Mm-hmm. I was so scared even then at 16, almost 17 years old, that I chose Jesus over this boy who genuinely loved me. And I mean genuinely. Yeah, I mean, he had a boyfriend, but that's okay. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> hey, okay. we love our polyamory. Okay, we love it. His boyfriend wasn't poly, though. That was interesting. No, um, hmm. um, We were all kids. We didn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. But um, I chose Jesus and buried those feelings. 
Um, a little bit more about that background. It was the type of church that believed in like casting out demons. They tried to cast the gay demons out of me. Obviously they didn't, they didn't chill. They must, they, they used to do this thing, right? Where when they were like doing their exorcisms, they would like grab a part of your body and say that's where one of the demons were. And they would try to like force it up you and out your freaking mouth. Oh. It was very gross and very, very touchy and feely. And I didn't like it, but I was, I was coughing and a spitting because that's what they wanted me to do. Yeah. I think one of the gay demons must have stuck in my pinky. Gotcha. That's probably what it was. <laughs> so you so you have these experiences from the sound of from a very young age. And so I, I guess I because you say that this all um your kind of your introduction to mm-hmm. uh you know to Christianity um you know kind of came at fourteen. So so you weren't raised in, no. in the church. <laughs> okay. No. My mom to this day still hates christians yeah um well let me let me rephrase my nana she would go to church and i would go with her but i wasn't like specifically raised in a church to go to church mm-hmm. if that makes sense okay to me going to church with nana was like hanging out with my cousins and like chilling on a sunday in the playroom while the adults did adult things and they literally would call it adult things gotcha okay but and my dad's side of the family is all Catholic, so ah, okay. But they're kind of like the Catholics that go when they feel like they need to, not mm-hmm. like we're going every Sunday. Gotcha. But God forbid you come out as gay, they will they will suddenly become theologians overnight. Yeah, it's a miracle. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, uh, on the uh, the LGBTQ, you know, plus spectrum have probably had to deal with those same religious family members and that that same conversation can you can you identify a moment um with sharing some of that story and you know this realization and you you know you're you're getting to a point you know kind of in your latter teens it sounds like where you're trying to reconcile um you know your 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 sexuality right like a core component of your being with what these other people and what their their bible is telling you is evil and wrong can you remember the point where you you finally decided like oh wow christianity is just really not going to work for me so austin often describes himself as like a lapsed wiccan i would say for a period i was a lapsed christian um, because there came a point when i graduated high school that i got very tired of trying to pretend that i didn't like men right yeah so I just, I was out, I was open. I had just gotten back from the Navy where I was there for a little little bit. And then I got discharged because I got injured, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, and when I got back, I was like, I'm going to live my best life as a, a gay man. Mm-hmm. And I did, I, I fell in love again, uh, moved to, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to name drop cities, but I, I'm in Indiana. So I moved to the capital, Indianapolis with this boy. Okay. Um, it was a great time. It, we loved it um, until it was bad, obviously, because I was a lapsed Christian. There was part of me that couldn't reconcile the two and never would. Yeah. And I think that would be the answer to your question. There was never a point where the two could merge into one because as I was growing in Christianity, I got really into theology. Mm-hmm. And I would describe myself as damn near orthodox um like i 
could tell you things like penal substitutionary atonement. I can talk about um, theophanies, Christophanies. I could talk to you about like the different Greek words, like how we have pneuma, which is, um, mm -hmm. I believe, Hebrew or Greek for uh, breath or wind, which is where mm -hmm. we get the word for spirit. Yeah. Um, I could tell you all those things, and I loved talking about it. However, with that came, um, so I was what we call a Calvinist. Okay, Calvinist. Mm -hmm. um, are you familiar with Calvinism? Oh, yeah. Yep. So I was a Calvinist for our listeners. That basically means that um, the Bible was as literal as it gets. Okay. Um, everything's predestined. You have no say. God is in control of literally, if I sneeze, God is the one who ordained it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but with that came the whole everything in the Bible is true right yeah even if you don't understand it so that bit in leviticus where um god tells the israelites to kill all the canaanites and i mean kill all of them except for the women and the children who were females who were old enough to bear children all the men all the boys gone no thank you bye-bye or was that the hittites either way it was just one of those nations mm -hmm. god was cool with that right yeah and he doesn't like the gays. Uh, so with that, like progressive Christianity, not to hate on our progressive Christian friends. I love them dearly. Mm -hmm. I, when they would tell me that God is cool with the gays, I would call bullshit. I'm ah. like, he's, he's not. He, there is not a part of this Bible that you can read in a different way. The only thing that you could maybe do is there is... Um, a phrase in 1 Corinthians 6 that talks about how the homosexuals... Uh, won't inherit the kingdom of God, but it lists literally a bunch of other things. Like it's, uh, I think the verse is, um, don't you know that like the uh, the adulterers, the the drunkards, the the swindlers, homosexuals, those who practice sexual morality, things like that, they won't inherit the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. The phrase for homosexual, according to new scholarship, is that that phrase is ambiguous. So mm -hmm. they say that. Yeah. They're trying to translate it now as men who could who perform illicit acts. Mm -hmm. So no, no, thank you. That's that's a that is a vain attempt at trying to get that. So well, we I mean I think a, a lot of uh, contemporary you know uh, you know religious scholars and theologians mm -hmm. have you know and even uh, you know people who study language you know have kind mm -hmm. of determined that you know that those because of the numerous translations of those old texts that the references to homosexuals in the bible um that depending on the culture um that that actually it would have been uh more accurate to translate that as say like pedophile oh absolutely um, you know and so and of course you know that's who, who knows right i mean you know those are those yeah are many of them you know some of them dead languages at this point you know and so we just don't we don't know but um you're absolutely correct the, the um, thing that I had issues with, though, is that um, I was so convinced of my orthodoxy mm -hmm. that even though I was still going to the bathhouses on Saturday, right? Mm. Like, I would go out with all my gay friends. As a full-grown adult, like, I remember being 26 and my friend being like, hey, girl, we're going to the bathhouse. You want to go? And I'm like, absolutely, mm -hmm. right? I, I don't want to say no swears. Sorry about it. Oh, um, you're good. You're good. oh God, no, we, we swear. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, uh, and then going to church that Sunday morning, very hungover and not sure who I had sex with the night before. Ah. Uh, it was great times. I actually loved it. 
<laughs> but um so I think it's it's good at this point I think and just just because you you've related so many personal experiences and um you know so mm -hmm. far and you know and and many of these um obviously have centered around kind of your your journey to get to a space where you could accept your sexuality but I, mm -hmm. I think that um, it's probably good for us at this point to, you know, maybe to talk to our listeners a little bit specifically and remind everybody that this is just one instance or one situation in one person's journey. You know, mm -hmm. this is this is, you know, uh, Joey, you you getting to the process where you are finally able to accept who you are fully. You know, I think that many other people find themselves on the outside of what is deemed appropriate by Christian uh, Christianity and other Abrahamic faiths. Um, you know, mm -hmm. and it may have nothing to do with sexuality, right? It could be, uh, who knows, gender identity. It could be, mm. you know, I mean, there are many things that are still in many denominations of Christianity still seem to be um, wrong or, you know, anti-Christian or, you know, going against the, 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 the law of the Bible, you know, these kinds of things, oh, right? Absolutely. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, and so to all of those people out there listening to this episode, you know, understand that, you know, everybody's journey is a bit different. And um, I think there are many, many people out there who have found themselves feeling uh, like like the misfit, you know, in, in the church pew, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I think I, I just I want to say also, um, if you're hearing this and you're one of those people that are struggling, don't don't give up. Seriously. Like keep keep pressing and keep searching, keep doing that work that's hard. Yeah. And I just yeah. want to throw that out there because I, I needed somebody to say that to me when I was when I was their age. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so much like how you said that you were a lapsed Christian and I'm a I'm a lapsed Wiccan, I will admit that there were certain aspects and parts of the Wiccan religion that I really, really enjoyed. And I was even talking to Mike about this today because I'm preparing for my intro to Wicca class that I'm teaching tomorrow. And um, I, I told him, I was like, you know, there are just certain things about this that I, I just kind of miss, you know, the, the ritual, the structure, the stuff like this. So in your time as a Christian, whether that is Orthodox or not, um, is there anything that you actually enjoyed and that you kind of had this little flitting, oh, I kind of miss that about? Oh, yes. Uh, there's two things that come to mind. Honestly, also with you, Austin, uh, the ritual, like I loved when baptisms would happen. Oh, I would like thrive. And every time we would do communion, um, it's the corporate act of it that I loved. It was literally all of us are kind of on the same wavelength at that yeah. moment and you can just feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I, I don't even know how to describe it. The feeling that literally all of us are in this moment together as one. It just, oof. Um, that, but also honestly, the community. For it's many, many faults and many, many kind of backwards way of viewing things. I do believe the Christians themselves, the people, can be very good people. And when they genuinely care about you, they genuinely care about you. They will go out of their way to help you. And I miss, I miss that community. Um, having it's, it's, it's nice knowing that you have a group of a, a large group of people to fall back on if something terrible happens. Yeah. And when whenever i think of like uh it's it's um 
going to the movies it'd be like oh i remember when we used to do that as a community group and it's like oh i miss it and then i'm like mm, do i <laughs> i i totally get that because i um I, I have I have those moments as well, and I and I will say that with with the current coven, the current practice, I, I've I've experienced some of those things, um, and I find that when people leave uh, Christianity into a more paganistic, polytheistic background, or or, or go into that, um, that's something that they're always looking for: community, 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 community. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's really it's really interesting. I was talking about that because like every single time. You know, if I went somewhere and I was a trad Wiccan, I had the capability of meeting with other covens and sharing in that same uh, that same thing. Absolutely. No. And and honestly, it's just a different vibe. Yeah. Like like I'm sure you, you, you all can relate to like that one ritual where everybody was just on the same page and you were just like, this is it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, the Christians have that too. The, I, and I would venture to say uh, Muslims, uh, uh, the oh, Jews, yeah, our Jew yeah. friend, Jewish friends, um, they, they absolutely probably have their same experiences. Well, most, most of those Abrahamic uh, traditions, Abrahamic faiths, you know, whether it be Islam, whether it be uh, Judaism, whether it be Christianity, Catholicism, you know, whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Those religions, you know, those, um, most of them are, are, are going to have, uh, you know, ritual and community. Um, it is interesting, though, because of the rituals that you named, you mentioned baptism and, and um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny to me because... Um, like these are all actually rituals. The, the the couple that you named, these are rituals that were actually taken from older practices that would now be identified as pagan mm -hmm. by the Christian church. Um, so it's very interesting that, you know, I'm just like, these are the things you loved about Christianity and they are certainly an element of Christian practice and belief, but these were things mm -hmm. that were pagan before they were Christian. <laughs> you know, Mike, I have to say, the more that you and I have gotten to know each other over the, the time we have, and it's i i have learned more about christianity than i think i learned as i was a christian oh really <laughs> oh absolutely it's a, it's a it's a pool of knowledge that i have that i um i get to i get to dip into every once in a while um but um oh. how, have you, how have you found the pagan community uh and i realize you're still fairly new to that community how have you found the pagan community in comparison to that of the church good or bad Mm. And, you know, this is, a, this is a question that I still wrestle with because the one thing I think that the pagan community doesn't have that it should is, is, is a bit, and I take it with what you can, right? Everybody being on the same page. And it's not that we don't want to encourage people not to think for themselves. Absolutely. It's just you get people that get, it's like clicks, I've noticed. I mean, even in Christianity, there's your cliques, but in the pagan community, there's that. However, let's reverse it. The pagan community, so much free thought. Please do your research, do your homework, figure it out, do the work. But let me help you. Mm -hmm. We want to help you. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not like you're just, it's a, you get your little pinnacle and it's like, all right, welcome to the club. And then suddenly it's like now go on about your merry way it's like no 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 no. you're gonna hurt yourself if you do this spell wrong let me tell you how to do it right right yeah or don't don't piss off this deity because that's not the offerings you want to leave um 
you're probably not meant to work with that one. Let's just work on this one then. Mm -hmm. so, Figure out your genus loci first. Yeah. <laughs> How can you connect with deity if you can't connect with the spirits that are literally sitting mm -hmm. right outside your door, right? Yeah. So literally. Are you comfortable sharing some of what you experienced as you made the change from an Abrahamic faith to a more polytheistic or pagan nature-based um, focus? Yes. So, honestly, the break with Christianity came completely, um, literally the week before COVID hit. Hmm. Like, I had, I had been living with um, a couple people who I had basically, I call it the death thralls of my Christian faith. I was, I was questioning everything. I was making them uncomfortable. Um, like I said, I was going to the bathhouse on Saturday and church on Sunday. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was, that was like the death, the death spiral. It was coming. I knew it was coming, but I also, I couldn't be an atheist. Like I, <laughs> to quote a Christian book, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I, I I loved the atheism because they definitely know how to rip a Christian apart. And when <laughs> you are so angry yeah. at them for, for spending, uh, I literally spent 12 years of my life, and I'm only 28, right? 12 years of my life, that's almost, it's what, a little over? That's, that's it, numbers. Half, it's numbers. Half your life, yeah. Half my life as a Christian. Yeah. And when you you're you i call you my eyes were opened which is mildly hilarious mm -hmm. um you just get filled with anger that's the first feeling that you feel it isn't the the sorrow or the sadness it's like literally somebody has died mm. that is the only thing that i can describe that is it yeah. felt like a part of me died yeah and i was trying to mourn that um but i needed spirituality so I started to explore different different types of spiritualities. Um, and honestly, the gateway drug for me was tarot. Okay, yeah. So I had some friends the that were like... Of witchcraft. Yes, tarot. The gateway drug of witchcraft. No, but uh, I had some friends and we were very bad social distancers. So again, I had moved out of that um, that house with the two Christians and I was literally living in a building with people that I knew. So I was I was living on my own, but I knew that like there was a friend of mine on the sixth floor, a friend of mine on the second floor, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, one of them read tarot and was like, I don't even know how to describe him. He was an interesting character. He was like, not quite like, think hippie, but more cognizant. Maybe I don't know. Okay. Um, like yeah, he was no, like the the that. vibe you're giving me, man. I just wanna. Can I pull some cards for you? Hmm. And I was like, like, okay. I had never seen a tarot card before, right? Yeah. And then his reading was okay, but then there was another friend, and she was a witch, and she pulled the cards and she just the first thing she said after she had them all laid out she goes i'm just gonna tell you right now spirit wants you spirit's been aching for you and i'm like okay uh i'm taking a break from spirits uh we're, we're not going to another religion or any type of faith uh we're taking a break from all that i'm gonna live my life mm -hmm. and she goes that's fine but you need to know 
that there is a deity that is like really wanting you and she's going to have you. Hmm. Those were her words to me. Right. Okay. And so I was like, okay. And I don't know if she was talking like, you know, the Wiccan, you have the God and the goddess. If that was who she was talking about, I don't know. But I do know that she was adamant that like you're good. She, her, her words almost were like, you're going to be a witch one day. Hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Put that in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, we were really bad social distancers. Like I said, we would hang out with each other and then freak out because like, Oh, but if we have COVID, I have a cough. Now I have COVID. Um, <laughs> this is it. This is the end. And then we would all have mimosas and watch drag race. It was great. Hmm. Um, what was in that interaction? I'm just curious because you found yourself in that moment uh, interacting with someone who was, um, as, as you said, like identifying as a witch, as someone who, was coming out of Christianity who I'm sure had some very strong beliefs or ideas around what a witch was. What was that like for you? What, what was, what was your, your experience or what, what kind of went through you at that kind of like that first moment where you're like, Oh my God, this is a witch. But I can also say this is somebody who is becoming a friend, you know, like, uh, do you remember, like, was there hesitation or was there fear in you around interacting or dealing yeah. with some of it? I know so openly as a witch. No, because, um, Going back in time to that youth group where we had like a bunch of our goth friends, we had a few people in there that were like witchy um, and who later on in life became full-fledged witches. Like they went through processes and one of them, um, I love her to death. She's still a friend of mine today and like someone I look up to. So people of alternate faiths never scared me. Um, it was a weird thing i loved them because it's like these are the people that i need to be proselytizing so like let's be in and amongst them ah. and then i get in and amongst them and i'm like actually i like this a lot more but i can't oh, say that so i'm yeah. gonna put it back i'm gonna you just take it over back. you crossed over to the dark side so, i okay. did i did and they had cookies i'm gonna tell you yes they yes we cookies and cake usually so okay so hold on all right so cakes and cookies cakes and cookies yes um so, all right. So I've got, I've, you know, got kind of a, a, another interesting question for you. So, and I think the reason I, I want to hear your take on this, because this is a conversation that I've had with a number of people who have, have come out of religion and, and have mm -hmm. started to pursue, you know, their, their own spiritual path, you know, all kinds of different spiritualities. Right. But in the time that you've moved more into being a, a pagan slash witch slash practitioner, I'm not quite sure which title you're, you're working under these days but in the time that you've done that how often have you noticed that some of these old christian ideologies have kind of seeped into your work oh that is yeah, that is an interesting question um and just so you know i do i identify as like a witch okay i would say i'm more of a hecateum witch like i work with hecate um okay. we love okay. hecate we've never um, heard of her how weird who okay. is she right yeah. Am I the drama? No, I, I do think I'm the drama. I think I think it's actually pronounced Hecate. I oh, I no. thought it was wait wait I thought it was Hecate. Yeah, like like the, like the what is it? Is it the Mexican beer, the Tecate? Hecate. Yes, and it's like Hecate. Yes. yes, I hear people say Hecate, and I just I just grind my teeth and like ah. You, you do mean, that, and then I'm over here and I'm like Hecate. That's that's very because if we're gonna split hairs, it's pronounced Hecate with no. I was, I was going to say, yeah, it's Agate. Um, 
Although we could also go the old Shakespearean route and call her Hecate. Yeah, Hecate. Come to me, Hecate. And... Or, uh, or what was it in uh, Practical Magic? They called her Hectate. Hectate. Yes. Hecate. Mighty Hecate, make it right. Yes. Uh-huh. Exactly. So anyway, so yeah. So getting back to the question, though. Yeah. So so you so you do identify as a Hecatean witch. Um, mm-hmm. But how, how have you noticed, like, in maybe unexpected or unanticipated ways, like, how have you noticed maybe that, that some of those old beliefs or uh, just, you know, even just familiarity with, with particular ritual practice uh, that kind of was a carryover from Christianity? Has that been something you've noticed? Um, I would say yes and no. Well, actually, I would say mostly yes. It's something that I, I have to relax on in my personal life. Uh, I had not incorporated Hecate into my magical things. I kept Mm. her, which is mildly hilarious because, you know, she's the goddess of magic and witchcraft. But, like, Mm. um, I was busy wanting to venerate her, okay? So I started to form a worshipful relationship. I was like, you know, I'm going to worship you, um... I was getting a lot of mixed information back in my early um, beginning witch days yeah. um, because we hate the word baby witch. Yeah, we, we, we continue to try to discourage people from using that. Yeah. I don't yeah. trust <clears throat> toddlers with candles. Literally. <laughs> that, very that. No, but um, so I was I, I was very scared. And even recently, like I have begun trying to incorporate her in my spellcraft, and I, it, I, I'm still hesitant on asking for her assistance. I'm very much like, um, I'd like you to watch, just watch what I'm doing, kind of like a, I'm, I'm doing this in your name, gotcha. which is a thing from Christianity. Like you do everything in Jesus's name in Christianity. You, know, yeah. you pray. You pray to the Father in Jesus' name, and then Jesus' name, you're going to rise up from the dead, right? And then mm-hmm. the corpse is still dead. And it's like, well, I guess we have to clear the room and try again. Um, <laughs> it's um, Someone's lacking in faith. So mm-hmm. I have incorporated, like, doing my spells in Hecate's name. Um, Ostium has been teaching me how to do, like, ritual baths and, like, praying some of the Psalms. And instead of using God or lord i will try to include hecate's name somehow yeah it's i've gotten really creative on how to like rewrite some prayers let me tell you um i think the one thing that has um carried over that she stopped like she was like no you you're not doing this is the concept of sin okay um whenever i would do something or if i would catch myself hurting someone I would go and ask her for forgiveness. And she's like, I don't have to forgive you. You have to forgive yourself. Ah, right? Okay. Yeah. She's like, she's like, yeah, you might have done wrong and you should try and make that right. Or it, even if I hadn't done wrong to somebody, if I felt like I I, I felt like dirty mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Like a particularly bad hookup. Um, <laughs> okay. I would, I would, I would come home and feeling those old feel and this is honest the truth like um i would come home and i would just be like i feel like i need to be like cleansed like i need to like cleanse myself and i probably did um but i would go to her and i'd be like i i feel like i've sinned and she's like sin doesn't exist Mm -hmm. like there is not a sin 
there's right and wrong, but that's subjective. Yeah. There's not a code that everybody has to follow. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I'm not going to forgive you. Forgive yourself. She's like, I love you. I see the good, the bad, the ugly, and I here, I'm here for it. Right. Yeah. And that does and, sound a lot like her. That's, yeah. that's def that's definitely her. Yeah. And, okay. and that was like one of the first things she had to like break me off is like, yeah. I'm not going to forget. I, yeah. I'm not your, your forgiver. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's gotta be very, I, I would, I was, I would assume that would, could at both times be, or in both senses be very freeing and also could all of a sudden carry or could bring on a whole new sense of responsibility. Um, oh, absolutely. You're, 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 uh, you're in control of your own fuck ups. That's for sure. Yeah. I tell you. Yeah. yeah. Have you, I, as, I, as someone who's had that kind of an experience, you know, and someone with, with particularly again, with your religious background and the associations that you have of what it is to be a sinner, right. Coming from those, those, the, that background, um, mm-hmm. does it, would you agree or does it make sense that a lot of what we see in contemporary witchcraft practice, like the, uh, misappropriation and misapplication of things like karma, um, things like laws of return, these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I, I've always kind of put forth the idea that that was in essence kind of Christianity seeping into witchcraft. I would have to agree with you. Yeah. And the reason, this is the reason that I didn't want to go, because most people, I feel like Wicca, and we're not going to shit on Wicca here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wicca is a good stepping stone Yeah. for a lot of people who are coming from religious backgrounds. But oh, yeah, for me, yeah. the biggest... The biggest issue I had with it and why I didn't go down that route was, A, <laughs> I'm kind of a wicked witch. I wanted to be, I wanted to do the darker things. And and yes, there are people in Wicca circles who will hex somebody or who will curse or throw things at them. Mm-hmm. But you get a lot of like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Austin, but like it's a lot of a uh, love and light. It's just we're going to focus on the good. And the positive and you know rule of three uh whatever you put out there is going to come back on you three times and it's like um i will say that you are i will say that you are correct for non-trad wiccans for everything that you can find on wicca in like books by raven wolf cunningham etc 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 um you have you have this rhetoric that was pushed and it was it wasn't until someone i think in green magazine or something i i've been re-upping my wicca knowledge because I'm, <laughs> again teaching a class on it tomorrow just refreshing myself um until i think it was like marianne thompson or something uh, revised the the read of wicca or wicca as she wrote it to include <laughs> any harm none do what thou will as well as ever mind the law of three until then up until then Baneful magic was a thing, but the reason it wasn't talked about was because Joel Gardner, uh, Alex Saunders, and other other practitioners were trying to be like, "No, witches aren't evil. We're not evil." So even even in that sense, Wicca still has some sense of autonomy. If you're a trad yeah. Wiccan, if you're an eclectic yeah. Wiccan, not so much, or if you're a non-trad Wiccan, and that's all I can say without breaking oaths. <laughs> you and your I, right. Right. What is this? Oh, let's look. Uh, is he feeling his oh? No, I'm kidding. Um, it could be. So, but no, <clears throat> I would. I would say with that though, if we could go back in time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, 
I've recently been studying, I still have to wait to get my hands on a copy of the Gospel of Aradia, or Arodia, if some people want to call it that. I don't like calling it that. Aradia. Of the ways. No, I'm kidding. Um, But the the read that's in there, I haven't got it memorized, but it's basically the concept I get from it when I'm reading this is like, witches were there to beat the fuck out of oppressors, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we we don't have this uh, harm none, no bitch. We're harming everybody, okay? Who is trying to hurt people who are being oppressed? Which is very Hecate, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah. Brimo, I'm gonna stomp the fuck out of somebody, right? Yep. And so I, I I I when I was coming out of Christianity, um, and exploring my my different options, um, traditional witchcraft, basically being in the woods you know kind of like connecting with the land your genus loci the horned one i know that that's all wiccan concepts as well but like uh the first book i got was kelton's uh traditional witchcraft excellent book shout out to kelton okay yeah and to me if i had not gotten his book first i probably would have ended up wiccan even though i'd have been like this doesn't feel right but i'm here yeah one and, and very so, often, Wick, Wick, I think a lot of people turn to Wicca. And again, in, in saying this, in no way am I trying to, I, again, I'm not trying to trash Wicca. Um, you know, it, it absolutely has its place in our community um, mm-hmm. and in our history. But uh, yeah, but I think one of the reasons that so many people turn to Wicca and why there is a lot of confusion around what actually qualifies as Wiccan doctrine, because they are, Wicca is a religion, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. um, is because Wicca is just so, um, is so prominent. You know, like you see Wicca and books on Wicca and resources on Wicca everywhere. Where, oh, absolutely. Where older, older or more or other kinds of paths, traditional witchcraft paths and folk ma- uh, magic practices, these kinds of things, you know, they weren't as publicly pushed. They never have been, you know. So um, I think a lot of people go into Wicca because they think, oh, this is all that there is. This, this is what this is. And uh, yeah. There is a saying in Christianity that the road to hell is wide and ends in a narrow door mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i would say that the road to witchcraft is the door is wide because of wicca mm-hmm. but then you start to get on a very narrow path when you start digging yes. right well, you really crooked, start you know. yeah oh very crooked yes we love we love that so, um what would you say to someone in the church who approached you about leaving that faith to pursue another path hmm you know, and I was chewing on this question, and, and what I basically are we saying? What would I say if I had a? Um, well, I old think maybe maybe to clarify, maybe to clarify that a little bit, say not not somebody that maybe you knew personally, but you know, but if you had, I know, and the reason that that I wanted to, to kind of get your 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 take on this is because, um, because I've seen I've seen this exact situation pop up. Um, you know, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, someone who has made it, you know, known, you know, that like they came out of this particular uh, religion or, you know, they, they left this particular spirituality and now they're, you know, they're kind of caught up or now they're working in a new one. Um, you know, other people then, um, you know, maybe who've had similar uh, histories and experiences, you know, they uh, very often they, they seek those resources, right? Like we see that a lot here. We have a lot of people here in Utah. We deal with, uh, we have a very high uh, LDS Mormon community here. Um, 
and people are are abandoning that church left and right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, which we believe is a good thing because that's it's a horrible church. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's definitely a cult. And um, <laughs> but I've noticed though this this conversation that happens again and again where uh, people who are are newly you know ex Mormon you know will uh, make efforts to connect with other ex-Mormons who are now effectively working a new spiritual path. And so, so I've always kind of wondered what that exchange would look like. And, and so again, if you had someone that, you know, approached you, you know, and they kind of made it clear, like, Hey, I've just left the church and I'm feeling a little lost. And I understand that you've been through something similar, like, like what, what, what potentially, what would you have to say to that person? Or where might you have some advice that you would share? The first thing I wouldn't do, wouldn't do is I wouldn't proselytize them. Even as a, as a, as a pagan, I think sometimes we can get caught up in that almost the language I hear sometimes from like um, people who are polytheistic and practice different spiritual paths. Mm -hmm. When they try to be different from Christianity, they end up still proselytizing. Right. Oh yeah. So if somebody comes up to me and they're like, Hey, I just left the church. The first thing I would do is, okay, have you gone to therapy? And I would be 100% serious. You need to go to therapy. Religious trauma syndrome is a real thing in psychology. Yeah. And so you need to go to therapy first, get some of that dealt with. And then after that, I would say, wherever your heart feels pulled, if it's witchcraft, go do your witchy things. If it's, I want to go and study Buddhism, go be a Buddhist there though literally the door is open and the gates of earth are there you can go anywhere you want like okay. go anywhere you want yeah. as long though as long though my 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 beef lately mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. been with people who say they are eclectic and i don't want to cause any issues with our listeners Mm-hmm. but i do want to say pick a path <laughs> pick, pick a lane yeah come on I like think... like we we have people who are like i'm going to take from this spiritual path and from this spiritual path and from this spiritual path and i'm going to make my own spiritual path and that's a lot of times very culturally appropriate like yeah. people who still use sage to like um smoke cleanse like white sage i'm like we've had this conversation why are you still doing this yeah mm-hmm. and well... so go ahead so I, I have a thing for eclectic things just because I'm like, ew, no, not a thing in like, I'm eclectic. Oh. I'm a little eclectic, but I'm more syncretic. Eclectic has become a catch-all term that I hear from a lot of people when they don't actually know what their path is. They know that they like nature. They know that they like pretty rocks. They know that they like to do magic and they know that they're not Christian. And so, and so therefore they're eclectic. And instead of them wanting to actually go into a tradition or something like that, what they're usually bound up in is I don't want someone telling me to to do what I, to, I don't want someone telling me what to do because chances are they've left a religiously oppressive household or a religiously oppressive situation. And while I'm all for eclecticism, that eclecticism needs to be backed by one, research, and two, um... You need to know your stuff because if you're working with, you know, the Morrigan and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you're deciding that you're going to work with, oh, I don't know, Ostara, the maiden goddess, 
and right. you want to work with them together and then you're gonna throw pan in there because you need a little bit of that you're gonna get some weird energies flowing around and people fall back on well pantheon mixing is something that happened da, 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 da. and i'm like yeah but again those pantheons were mixed by close by nearby locations greco-roman mm -hmm. perfect the romans had jupiter greeks they had also they also owned the, <laughs> i think i was okay, gonna but, say they also owned the whole world like yeah, roman empire we're, we're, you're gonna get, yeah so okay but that's see, but that, it says we're talking about eclecticism in practice now the i think and and we we kind of we we see the same issues with eclecticism it sounds like that you do joey in that um, and it's not even necessarily about, you know, like, like cross pantheon worship, these kinds of things, because I think there are a number of people out there who, who practice in our community who are not, um, you know, they don't do the God thing at all. Right. Yeah. I know, mm -hmm. I know a number of practitioners who are like, you know, I don't work with gods, you know, I don't really put a lot of faith in that. I don't work with those kinds of spirits, you know? And so I think what I see being a bigger issue with eclecticism is, um, People who identify or who find themselves in an eclectic path very often struggle to grow because there isn't really any clear way forward with mm -hmm. that path. And where you talk about the issue of appropriation with eclectic practice sooner or later, and we know that this is a big debate that comes up in the community a lot now because we have access and, and information to things now that helps us to track back better. Okay, this is where this particular practice originated. Or this is where this God, the culture that where they came from, or this is where this started, right? And so because we have that information, or because I should say it's, it's at least more readily available now, I think we have this situation where people who, because they were eclectic practitioners, and they've always done this in this way, now they're having people from established traditions that are more comfortable speaking publicly and saying, you can't do this because this was never really yours to begin with. You took this, you read this in a book written by a white British man who also had no right taking this, and we're taking this back. You can't do this. And you've got these people now that are feeling that their tradition, their personal eclectic tradition has now been stripped from them. And that's really unfortunate for those people, I think, because it gives them, it puts them in a moment where they, they have to make a big choice. You know, they have to decide, okay, Maybe it is time for me to grow or change my practice in some way and to be respectful and to do this right and maybe to make a commitment to one particular practice or tradition, you know, which unfortunately is not what most of them do. Mm -hmm. Most of them have a screaming, I'm an angry white lady tantrum, and they double down and insist that they're going to burn twice as much sage as they used to or that they're going to continue to try to work with 13 different gods from different pantheons from all over the world, half of which are closed based on cultural associations and you know and they make trouble those are the people i find that make trouble mm -hmm. and give a lot of us in the witch community a black eye mm -hmm. um well, anyway what yeah. i will say just adding to that and then i'm gonna move on to the next the next question um i find that the people who also fall back on eclecticism are also the individuals who seem to have and i can vouch for this because i have add who have spiritual adhd they they um they think this this aspect of this god or this tradition is super awesome and so they hyper focus in on it and then they're not getting immediate results or they're not being welcomed with huge open arms into this this particular tradition they get bored and they decide to fuck off and go elsewhere mm -hmm. and so then you have these people who have a lot of knowledge around these things but aren't actually a part of anything because they don't have the capability of follow through 
and that's also unfortunate to me. So these people mm. need to be worshiping the god Adderall, is what I'm hearing. Yes. Listen, okay. or, or or their close counterpart, Vyavance. Let's just get it real here, all right? There, okay. there, 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 there you go. So as a newer pagan and witch, what could our community do better to help you with learning and growth? Offer more classes. Oh. Like, I am not even kidding. It should not come as a shock that if you call yourself a witchy store of any name, Mm-hmm. and you're not offering classes every time your doors are open, that I'm going to be very skeptical of your path. Like, the only... And this is honest. This is the honest to the God's truth, right? Mm-hmm. The The reason I even found y'all is because you, you had information out there, and it helped me. Like, you also offer classes, and you do it online, and they're very affordable. And it's like, this needs to be everywhere. It doesn't need to be just, oh, we got to go to the Cat and Cauldron and hope for the best. It's, it's we got to go to our local witch shop and say, where are your teachers? Mm-hmm. We need your teachers. We need your elders. Step forward. Because you are, we're seeing a mass exodus. Like, there's a poll out. I don't know if it's a Gallup poll or something. But, mm-hmm. like, um, I remember seeing that church attendance is at the all-time low. So yeah. people are leaving Christianity. It is on its it's it's the last the last the last gasp of an angry white man. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It is it is on its death blows. And yeah. I hope it does. I really hope it dies. Yeah. Because it has done more harm than it has good. Yeah. I, I, so, I would absolutely agree. So so you're saying like so ease and and prevalence of resources and information is really kind of what you feel would be better. yeah Yeah. one of the things like we have is like when you do start meeting some of these you know you you got your witch talk and you've got your you know instagram witchy celebrities and i love Mm -hmm. all of them and i have had awesome conversations with a few of them Mm -hmm. and i will never talk bad about any of them because they are trying the best that they can with the newfound fame that they have. Mm-hmm. I think the issue is, is that these people aren't teachers at heart. And and so you get these people that come forward and they're like, I'm leaving this faith. I'm embracing this new aspect of spirituality. Uh, where do I start? And when they approach these people, right? Yeah, that teacher or that instagram celebrity or that tiktoker might have had this question asked of them a million and one times i believe it's their duty to answer a million and one more because you have somebody who's like i need help Mm -hmm. and you have made yourself out there you are making money off of some of this right yeah then that is your job to be like let me help you let me point you in the right directions right as one of those people I'm also going to say this, it is up to the person who's interested in that to also go and thumb through the videos and find it for themselves. Okay. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not saying okay. that. So I, guess, I guess I kind of sit somewhere in the middle there because I, I agree with you, Joey. I think that if, if you're going to, and if, and if you deserve to, and what I mean by deserve to is if you've actually done the work, you've earned what you claim you've earned, you know what you claim to know. Um, and you then decide to put that knowledge and that experience into practice and, and announce yourself to those who, who pay attention as a teacher, 
within our community. I, I think you're right. I do believe in that point or in that situation that those people then do have some degree of responsibility to continue to show up as teachers. Agreed. Um, and that doesn't mean that they're not human and that they don't still get a day off, right? Or you right. know, if you, no, get yeah. to, if you get to a point and you know, and it becomes a bit too much, then you know, then you don't. Know, you know, make, you know, make it very clear to the people that would normally approach you. Like I'm really no longer available to share this information or I'm really no longer available to teach. Right. Um, and I, but, you know, but communicate that, you know? Um, and I yeah. think that one of the things that like, what I mean by that, right. And what I say, it's like, you get some of these people, like, I'll just use me. I was at a place where I was like, I don't know where to begin. And there's, I have ADHD. And like, when I say that it can, it is, it is a legitimate disability. So I get overwhelmed very easily. Mm-hmm. So when you start down a road and it's literally, like I said, the door that you go through is so wide. You're just like, I, I don't even know where to start. Where do I start? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where I go back in time where I said, you know, when, the, the bad thing sometimes about the pagan community is there's so many different paths that it's like, where do I begin? There's not a, there's not a pagan 101, okay? Yeah. Um, and I think that I 100% agree with Austin. Like, yes, if you're genuinely seeking, you've probably gone through. I'll give you an example. Before I reached out to Austin, because I wanted to, I've been learning from Austin myself. Mm-hmm. Um, before I reached out to him, I had pretty well listened to almost everything y'all had put out there and i was like i feel comfortable enough and i know how i'm going to formulate my question so that i'm not another one of those oh my god i'm new to this where where should i start and it's like no 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 it's it's very much hey i think i know some things i don't feel good about some of the other things i know would you mind helping me out here and nine times out of ten at least uh, in my case with Austin, Austin was like, you know what? Okay, I think we can work here together. And it has been a, a beautiful thing. Well, that's so he, strange because normally I'm such an ass. Well, and you know, Austin, you, you'll never know the depths of my gratitude for you. You've become one of my dearest friends. And like, oh, I talk about you all oh. the time. I'm oh, like, oh my God, Austin. God. And then uh, you too, Michael. Michael, you've become just as close. And I'm oh, like, oh no, my God, Austin to, and Michael. No, you've got, you've got to stop Austin. I won't be able to fit our heads to the door here. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> no, but I think that with, with it, it's like, if you've done what you said, Michael, like you should, as a person who is seeking, really put your nose to the grindstone and seek. Don't just be like, hey, this isn't Christianity. Uh, so what you got? It's no, I, 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 I really want to respect and honor this. So I'm going to learn as much as I can. Even mm. if you have to hyperfixate on one particular thing, hyperfixate, girl. Do it. Yeah. 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 So right. that would be my answer. Sorry, that was a little long winded. No, you're good. You're good. So, I mean, I guess we just really have one, one more, you know, one more thing that we'd like to kind of pick your brain on. You know, what? What, what can you say, you know, we asked you earlier, you know, what it was that you enjoyed about being a Christian, <clears throat> you know, and so I guess my, my question is, and you've already kind of touched upon some of these things as we've been chatting tonight, but I, uh, again, you know, just to, to maybe kind of wrap up, what, um, what is it that you really enjoy about, I guess, not being Christian? What is it you really enjoy about your current path as, as a witch? Oof. There is so many things. 
I think the fact that like I I and I hate to say this, I'm getting legitimate results. Oh, you shouldn't like hate stuff to say that, that. You shouldn't hate to say that. You should No, and I'll tell you why I hate to say it because 12 years as a Christian I have not had as I don't recall having hardly any encounters with Yahweh hmm. like I have with Hecate and I've only known her for a year. Mm -hmm. Granted she's known me my whole life, but like I've only known her for a year. Yeah. And I've had more genuine and tangible felt conversations, experiences with her than I ever did as a Christian unless and unless I mean this and if it was a corporate situation where we were all together as a body because mm -hmm. you can't get together and that energy's flowing and you cannot feel nothing like it's mm -hmm. it's like if you go to um um a black church mm -hmm. you yeah. feel it oh, and yeah. it can move you it can move you to tears and oh, you yeah. don't even agree oh, yeah. with anything that religion is teaching and it's like oh they I love it here because it just feels so good. Oh yeah, there's there's power in those in those churches, absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I, um, I'm kind of with you on that one. Yeah, it's like I don't know that I I necessarily agree with you and your definition of God, but I'm having a hell of a lot of fun with this service. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I would say um, what I love most, yes, getting results, but honestly, it's freedom. Yeah, freedom to be me. And it's not just, oh, I'm, I'm a witch and I get to be me. It's very much, I get to be Joey, yeah. your friendly neighborhood, non-binary thembo who thembo. is also a witch. Yeah. And, 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 I, and, I, and I love dating men. It is the best thing ever. I, although men are trash <laughs> sometimes, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. No, but seriously, it's the fact that as, as a pagan, and as a witch, the whole do what thou wilt is very much a thing. Like, um, I don't want to name drop, but y'all did an episode recently on Lucifer. And I had recently had an encounter with with our, our friendly neighborhood, Thimbo deity. Um, and Lucifer really was... He, or they really are. And I just I just misgendered my own god. Um <laughs> But the thing about Lucifer, like working, getting to know them, right, mm -hmm. is very much um, enjoy yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. Love yourself, for God's sakes. Yeah. Like, you have to love yourself. Like a RuPaul, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Yep. Um, yeah. But seriously, it's, 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 it's very that. I have learned to love the journey despite that it might piss me off sometimes like when i make you know my 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 sweet shaker and i'm trying to get people to like me and the bitches still don't like me yeah it's frustrating but you know what i had fun doing it and i learned something about me why do i want these people to like me okay well that's a need that i can feel myself you know mm -hmm. it is yeah. this path of self-discovery that i think is the best thing ever you okay. cannot get that at least in my opinion, through Christianity, because you're too busy trying to kill yourself spiritually. You're like, I have to die to myself every day. No, I want to live for myself every day in yeah. this path. Yeah. And so I would say that is, that's it. 
All right. <laughs> I think I think that's amazing. That's, we'll just that's, need Joey to do pagan sermons. That's that's an amazing answer. And oh my God, pagan sermons! Very, I, in, that very, very inspiring. So, is, do you have any other questions you'd like to ask Joey tonight, Austin? I mean, I'm an open book mostly. Nah. Okay. Not really. Ouch. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't have no, no, any questions no, 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 for you. No, no. I just, I just meant about that, you know, that particular piece, you know, or like a kind of our interview. I think, I don't know. So with that being the case, like, let's, let's talk about something else that's really kind of a pressing issue right now. You know, we, we often have a segment that we do on the cast where we talk about, you know, like how we would maybe support mundane efforts with, with magical ones. And I know all of us right now not god not everybody i would say i would say like a good percentage of the the country right now is in one way or another kind of upset about the the revelation that the u.s supreme court is going to vote to repeal roe roe v wade and um Mm -hmm. you know and there's been a lot of discussion about you know what to do to protect women's reproductive freedoms and rights you know there's been a lot of discussion about how this really kind of reflects upon our society and our values as a whole um but let's let's talk about this as witches though so so austin Mm -hmm. and and joey i want to hear from you too you know what Mm -hmm. what would you do what could you see or how would you approach a situation like this because this is this is admittedly this is a big thing you know, and when I say big, I don't mean necessarily big in that it is affecting a lot of people, though it absolutely is. But, but there, there, there are potentially there are a lot of pieces to a situation like this. So, oh, absolutely. So, Austin, what would you, what would you do? I know I'm, I, you're looking at me like me, yeah. But on, you're an experienced <laughs> witch. You know what you're doing. What would you? How would you approach this situation, or what would you do to make sure that women retained their basically their their rights? I would work with Hecate, obviously, because Hecate um, is all about those things. Um, okay. Specifically, uh, I can't remember the epithet. Hecate, she, she's the goddess of childbirth and midwifery. Alethea. Alethea. Hecate Alethea. I'd work with Hecate Alethea. I would work with uh, Diana. I'd call them in. Um, I would even evoke uh, Aradia and lucifer okay. i was i was thinking there there are a number of, of deities i could um, think that would would have an interest in this i would even i would even go probably as far to if i still worked with this deity mm-hmm. to work i i would call on the morrigan okay so can i ask you really quickly because mm-hmm. again we have a lot of people who are not necessarily working and they're not doing deity work Okay. Why? Why is a witch? Would it be a benefit, or why would? Why could you see benefit in appealing to a deity for something like this? When you work with a deity, specifically when you evoke them or you call them into your space, it brings out those archetypal energies that they represent not only to that area mm-hmm. but within yourself. Okay. And so when you're calling in Hecate Alethea, who is the goddess of childbirth and midwifery, those those. Um, those feelings of protecting a woman and making sure that the mother mm. is okay as well as the child. Cause if the mother's not okay, the child will not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, those come out in you. When you call Diana, who is the goddess of women, she is the epitome of I am woman, hear me roar. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes out when you call Aradia, who is this, who is her daughter, who was, if you read the gospel of Aradia, you hear is like, not only is she, I am woman, hear me war, but it is fuck you for telling me what you can do with my body. 
Mm-hmm. Fuck you, it's mine. And then our residential, you know, Bembo deity, mm-hmm. Lucifer is just like, what the fuck? It's not your body. Why the fuck are you trying to get in it? No, they said no. You know, um, so that's why and it brings out those fiery protective energies. What would you, you harness those? What would you say? So, and that's all absolutely true. I was wondering if you were going to go here, though. Okay, so what what would you say about this kind of a situation being a good one to do deity work or to call upon other spirits because they have the ability to affect the world in a bigger way? Yes, they have. I, I agree with that they have the, an ability to affect the world in a bigger way. And on top of that, if you're someone who's too scared to reach out and do deity work, mm-hmm. if you reach out to these specific spirits mm-hmm. for this specific thing they will hear you because they're not blind to this. They see this and they're like, the stupid humans being stupid humans again, mm-hmm. you know, stupid men being stupid men again. But if you are legitimately emotionally invested in this and you want to use magic for this, call those spirits and they will hear you. Cause they'll go, Oh, a witch who's doing the job of a witch who's not an armchair occultist who just sits there and goes, well, no, we have to accept everyone whilst also not really doing any form of magic or spell work. That is not ableist. Do not come for me. It is not hard to sit and focus your intentions for five minutes and send some fucking energy out there. Seriously. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. So, all right. So Joey, so I'd like to hear your, your take on this too. Okay. So now we've, we've talked about, calling in particular spirits or, or calling upon these kinds of allies but let's let's get practical what kind of spell would would the two of you suggest for a situation like this like how would you in practice how would you approach this you i'm talking like the, what was that go ahead i was gonna say honestly uh you, you want practicality yeah uh go go to your closet uh get your boots out from the closet right mm-hmm. put your boots on and uh, march your ass down to the goddamn capital of your state. Mm-hmm. Let your voice be heard. Mm-hmm. If you, okay, uh, it's not even a spell. If you want to incorporate some magic in it, tie um, like something that you 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 find very magical that th- makes you think of magic or, or, or witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Keep that on your person. But I think that the most potent form of magic right now in this situation mm-hmm. is our rage. <laughs> Okay. And so, let me explain. Yeah, go okay, for it. Okay, go yeah. ahead. No, 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 uh, no, no I want to hear that, yeah. Okay, so um, Banex Bramble on Instagram talks about queer rage a lot, um, right? Mm-hmm. We have a lot to be angry about. So it's taking that anger and doing something with it. I would 100% do what Austin is is going to do, calling in these, these, these and, and I think it's important that we call on the gods, our spirits are great. Mm-hmm. They can only do so much. Yeah. Gods, on the other hand, goddesses, Hecate, she can do far and above more mm-hmm. than what our, our our love, and I love my spirits, I love my ancestors, I love everyone who has stepped forward to talk with me. I adore them, right? Yeah. They're all like, I can I can help you with this money spell, but I don't think I can help overturn supreme court <laughs> yeah um and so i would specifically call on one particular epithet of hecate and that's brimo mm-hmm. i want her to be the uh, the angry one i mean there are others i remember doing a a, a a status about this once in a study group i'm in 
but like you have Hecate who is of the assembly. We're going to be assembling mm -hmm. to go and fight this. And I mean, practically fight this. It's not just, oh, I'm going to make an angry status about it on Facebook. No, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go make my sign. I'm going to go get my pride flag. I'm going to go down to the Capitol. I'm going to tell them motherfuckers that it's not your body. It's not your choice. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like that, wait till the election comes. We're going to make sure you never see this building again. Right? Yeah. Or Hecate, who's the guardian? Guard these women's rights. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, but seriously, it's, it's, it's magically... There could be, you know, protection spells, but honestly, this is so big that it it really should be, in my personal opinion, calling on the calling in the big guns. Oh, we I, need I, you to. Yeah. Well, I agree completely, and I, I think it's it's interesting. You you mentioned you touched upon doing workings for protection for ultimately the women that would be affected by this. Um, you know, and. Um, I, you know, because... I, say, I say women, but really what I should say is anyone who has a uterus, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so, you know, and so we, we look at that as, um, you know, as a means of magical influence here, right, in doing protective working for these people, um, you know, who are who are most most immediately, although I will say this is something that we understand affects all of us, regardless. No, because you know, they're you best uh, believe they're coming for our right to marriage. I'm one hundred percent. Yep. Well, I'm sure that's going to be the next one of the next things that hits the agenda. But I mean, even if we look at, if we look at the you know the domino effect of a decision like this, you know, if they repeal women's reproductive rights, you know, now we're going to be looking at all kinds of issues, state to state, on a federal level. Like we're going to be looking at issues with Medicare or uh, Medicaid. We're going to be looking at additional systems of support that are now needed for children that have been born that are not wanted. You know, we're mm -hmm. going to be seeing an influx of children going into foster care programs. You know, we're going to be seeing um, women, you know, or, or, you know, the people who are, who are, you know, finding themselves, you know, carrying a child that they're not really able to, to give birth to and raise and take care of, you know, resorting to drastic measures, putting their lives in risk. Uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're seeing a whole lot of trickle down. There's, there's a whole cascade of crap that comes from a decision like this. This affects everybody. Um, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, Cause there's, yeah. So I could see protective work and I could see evoking particular deities to involve themselves in said working. Um, and I, I can totally get behind what you're saying with the rage. You know, I think rage is something that we often associate with baneful kinds of workings, right? We're like, well, I'm mad. I'm going to do a curse, right? But rage and the, you know, that emotional energy behind that, you know, that is something that we can transmute and, and send to, to a lot of things. You know, you can do a really effective healing working from a position of rage. Oh, I mean, let's um, let's be realistic, though. Every major movement in our history has come from a place of rage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. People, like we people. are, we are a country because people were angry at being taxed. Like, oh, yeah. let's be realistic yeah. here. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. We, oh yeah, we do. We yeah. absolutely, yeah. That'll show out. Yeah. We, we've had to get, people have had to get angry and beyond anger to the point of violence to, to be able to enact change. Um, you know, and I, I really do hope that it doesn't come to that, but, um, so we want to get practical. Yeah. I, 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 I'm always mundane before magic. I'm mm -hmm. very much well of course yeah but we're talking so, when I say practical I'm not talking in in the mundane sense I'm talking as a witch yes how do you how would you put this into practice let's combine both of these things yes because I'm also 
backing your physical actions and the mundane actions with the magical. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. get your boots on. Go to that yeah. Capitol building. Yeah. And take a megaphone with you. Yeah. Take your group of witches and your friends. Do evocations over that megaphone to those spirits, to those gods. Make them uncomfortable. Make them uncomfortable. Then perform a sympathetic working, utilizing the energy of everyone who has gathered there Mm -hmm. to charge that that sympathetic tag lock, if Mm -hmm. you will, to enact this change. Whether that is something that represents the womb or the uterus, a pomegranate, a a apple, um, a poppet, um, a whatever. A pussy hat. Pussy hat. There you whatever. go. Whatever. Yep. You know, um, whatever that is. And direct it and get everyone in. Create a simple chant that you can do over the megaphone that evokes these epithets or these gods and goddesses and get everyone in on it because even those people who are not there nothing rallies people like a good chant well what about i'm thinking like other things too like you could in the process you know like preparing to go and do that like Joey you is could raising his hand come up with a sigil you know you could sigilize that megaphone and mm-hmm. actually put the influence of that mm-hmm. like glyph of power behind your voice and what you were saying um there are so many things that you can do that really don't even involve uh having to address even directly or to attack the people that would ultimately be behind the decision to repeal these these rights what were you going to say joey i just want to throw out there um that just as with the black lives matter protest where if you are a white person shut the fuck up if you are not someone who has a uterus shut the fuck up do what they need you to do too if they're calling you and they're like, hey, we need you to show up and we're going to rally here, you best believe that you're going to be the first one there and you're going to be standing in line when the police come, right, so that you can block the women and the people who have uteruses from getting hurt because that's our job, right? And as witches, 100%, we need to be working our protections on the protests that are about to happen. Yeah. It is coming. Yeah. And like... uh. <laughs> I, yeah. I get chills because it's like, ooh, we get to go stomp some Nazis again? Hell yes. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's a good way to approach, you know, I think if, if only, we we actually, we did something along those lines, our coven and, and a network of other covens, we actually did during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. And this is still a movement, everybody who's listening. Black Lives Matter is still very much a fucking thing. Black Lives still um, fucking matter. Yeah. Um, anyway. Steps for Black Lives Matter. No. For anyway, Black Lives Matter. but but we did but we did uh, some workings kind of along those lines. You know, it was all about making sure, like, okay, protesters are arriving safely, they're protesting safely, and they're able to go home safely. You know, um, hmm. you know, and we did those workings. And again, I think at the very least, that's also a, a perfectly good way to throw your magic into this situation, right? That way, you've got. You know, you've got the people there that are on the ground who are, you know, making it very clear, like, no, this is unacceptable. And then you've got that magical influence behind that. Um, I do yeah. want to just yeah. throw this one more thing out there. And mm-hmm. I think this is just personal. So don't anybody here, don't take offense to it, just okay. as personally. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be doing workings like this, where you're trying to cause effective change, mm-hmm. it isn't a one and done thing. Okay, you're probably going to be doing these workings and calling in these spirits 
every day. Um, mm -hmm. I remember hearing of a uh, in in uh, I I am not an Italian practitioner, so I do not have a right to claim any of this. But like I heard how Italian practitioners they would like challenge the D, like you know what if you're not gonna do this, I'm gonna mm, right yeah kind of that energy though like we need you to do this and i'm not going to stop until uh, there's also a story of medea or medea i'm saying her name wrong medea like medea mm -hmm. right uh, she would sing to the gods her voice yeah. was so bad that they would give her what they want what she wanted yeah. because yeah. they wanted her to stop singing yeah right well, that, same concept yeah. <laughs> well i think that that is a practice of something that you see happening in a lot of places i mean mm. even even uh, marie laveau was uh, very well known for, uh, you know, she worked with St. Andrew, you know, mm -hmm. as a representation, I think, of one of her other spirits. And um, she she would go out, she would take the statue of St. Andrew and she would bury it. And, she'd bury and, it and, down. Yeah, head down. bury it head down, you know, and, and she would tell the statue until the working that I've asked you to help me with is complete, this will be where you remain. You know, so, yeah, so that particular practice is interesting because you see that pop up in different mm -hmm. traditions. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to a statue of Hector. Oh no, no, no! no. Please, I would please not. Please yeah, do not do that. Yeah, I think I think we're we're all at a point where we understand. Like, yeah, we probably don't want to interact with our gods in that yeah. way. Yeah. So, this has been a lovely conversation, a lovely thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, something that I'm gonna say, our coven, for those of you who are listening, because this is gonna drop on Wednesday, May fourth, uh, probably in the next thirty or so minutes. Um, our coven this Sunday, which is the eighth, yes, um, around what is it, six p.m. Five p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Five p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We are gathering, and we are actually going to be doing a working for this. You do not know need to know the working. If you want to add to this working, it is as easy as getting a candle giving your breath to that candle, telling it we are lending energy and power to this. Light that sucker up and focus your intentions. We want all the power we can get and we want all the help and aid we can get from anybody and everybody's spirits. Um, go ahead and do that. If, you, if, you're, if you're one of these individuals who finds it, that, that it's hard to get out and protest, who finds it hard to do this, direct some energy towards the Calgary Coven on May 8th at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I don't know what time that is anywhere else. Google is free. Okay? Google is free, y'all. So please do that. Please aid us in this. Because laws being made about someone's body when that person is not that person is absolutely ridiculous. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway. So that's what I'm going to say no. there. Do we have anything Absolutely. to say? No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm short of, short of, of saying thank you to, to Joey for yes, joining thank us. thank you, Joey. For this episode. Yes, and for sharing, thank you. Thank you. For sharing those personal experiences and details. I know that um, sometimes going back and revisiting those things and, and sharing some of that information so publicly can be... Um, now that, that can be a little little scary sometimes. Yes. But uh, but I really I do appreciate you joining us tonight and for sharing... Um, you know, some of those, those glimpses into your journey and, um, yeah. And I'm very excited for you from the sound of it. You, you know, you really have kind of found a path that is now really working for you. Yeah. 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 I, w I do want to say though, if anybody wants to talk about, like if they are leaving Christianity and they want to have a conversation with me, I am 
JoJo's Circus 93 on most social media platforms. All right. Jo- so just come find me. You can have uh, you can have that conversation. All right. JoJo's Circus 93. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yes. You'll see okay. me. I'm very. I'm a very friendly neighborhood dembo. You'll see it. It's great. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Joey. Um, of course. Of course, we'll be chatting to you a little bit later. We will. Uh, we'll see you later, and I hope everyone enjoys this episode. Yes, thank you, everybody, all of our yes. listeners. Um, and as always, no, thank you. send us your feedback, and if you have suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us yes. chat on in the future, please let us know. Um, if you have questions on anything we just spoke about tonight, please contact yes. us and let us know. Last, last plug for those of you who listened to this. We also are doing a TikTok Live interview with Frankie Ann Castanea, also known as Chaotic Witch Aunt, um, on... This Saturday, which is May 7th, mm-hmm. at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It is going to be on our TikTok. The TikTok is at C-A-T, the letter N, C-A-U-L-D-R-O-N. If you're not following us there, please go like and follow. Um, you'll be able to see some of me there as well. And we're going to be doing an interview on Frankie Castanea's uh, first published book, Spells for Change. And I'm so proud because Frankie is one of my students and I'm so happy for, for yes, that. Yes, we're all very excited. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. ah, snaps for chaotic witch aunt. Yes. So, have a good night, Joey. We will see you later. Good night. And have a good night, everyone else. Happy witching. Yes. Thank you. Hmm.